0: Hello and a warm welcome to the Maven People Change Podcast. This is the place to find thoughtful and heartfelt conversations about leadership and organisation development. Each episode is created with our listeners in mind, so if you have a suggestion for a topic that you'd like to hear us talk about, please do get in touch with us on mail, M-A-I-L at maven.co.uk. Maven are thought leaders in the area of leadership and organisation development and have a wealth of experience in this area. We have a thriving community and offer regular free events such as our Artful Ways webinars, which you can find out more details about on our website, mavin.co.uk So that's m-a-y-v-i-n.co.uk. New for this year, we're launching our exciting Masters program, which is an MA in People and Organisation Development. Again, you can find lots more details and information on our website. You can also find us on Twitter and LinkedIn and we'd love to connect with you there as well. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please do leave us a review on your favourite platform to help us grow our audience. Thanks so much for being here and we hope you enjoy listening. You may or may not have heard, but in a couple of months' time, Maven is starting an MA in People and Organisation Development and we are very excited about it. Program Director James Trager and Year One Lead Carolyn Norgate have been hosting online open days and having one-to-one chats with prospective participants for about six months now. So we decided to lock them in a room and ask them to talk through the most frequently asked questions and topics of conversation that have come up so far. So if you're interested but haven't been able to make any of the open days yet, or perhaps aren't feeling brave enough to get in touch with us yet, or maybe you're just a little bit curious as to what we're up to, this podcast is for you. In the following chat, James and Carolyn will cover how and why the programme started, who the programme is for, the synergies of it being a Master of Arts, that it's an inquiry-based programme with action research at the heart, the reasons for doing a Master's, such as professional recognition and the kudos in gaining a qualification, as well as the usefulness of the skills acquired. The paradigm of this programme is that it's about the process itself, the future of organisations or the future of organising module and what this might mean in a potentially, hopefully, post-pandemic world with gen z employees and then they go on to cover the practicalities of the program so that you can enter or exit at different levels the certificate the diploma and the dissertation that turns it into an ma that it's a combination of online and face-to-face and the flexibility of this program and that we're keen to develop it in hand with you our face-to-face venue lane end and finally the finance pricing bursaries payment options etc so hopefully after listening you'll leave with a clearer sense of the environment we're trying to build here. But if you have any questions or any queries, please do get in touch with us. Right, that's enough from me. Over to James and Carolyn.
1: So we're starting a master's programme.
2: We are starting a master's programme. And actually we've been starting a master's programme for a while, haven't we? And uh, that has meant developing a kind of community around this programme, which supports it, nurtures it. Uh, and that's been going on for a couple of years now, if not a bit more. Uh, one of the things from an OD point of view to notice is how the deadline in the sand to start is actually a bit of a of a mirage, and actually the whole ecosystem of developing the program has been the thing, uh, and that's been going on since we started running the PG Dip, really, or well, the PG Cert, I should say, and this was seven, eight years ago. So it's sort of evolved over a long period of time so we've kind of been doing this for a while but this is the first time we've offered it as a standalone full masters.
1: We've done that program in civil service, we've done it with other clients and we've talked with various of our clients and with alumni from the program about how they could build it up to a master's and we've noticed that there's a huge amount of energy for it Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a huge amount of energy energy from different places. Yes. Um, So we've taken the step to to sort of see where that energy comes together. And we've take, chosen to be the nexus point because none of our clients, I think, feel that they, they can hold it on their own or need to hold it on their own. Um, yeah. and, and I suppose we're seeing something in the field right now. Yeah. We're a need. We've been nurturing that community of people and this is building on how we've been working in the development of, how we've been working in the field of developing people in OD and change practice for a number of years now. But doing it in this format is, uh, yeah. is part of our ongoing experiment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we want to have conversations with people from all sorts of different areas of practice. So thinking about the sorts of people who might come on this programme, we've been talking to people who are independent, OD, change, practitioners, consultants. We've been talking to people who's, who do, the, do those kinds of roles as internal practitioners, people who are leaders but work a lot yeah. with change. Yeah. at different points in their careers
2: uh, i'm particularly interested in um people in od practice as a as a leadership and management skill so in a sense the program's open to anyone who has that interest in yeah. particularly if they're a senior leader or, or or manager in a large organization and want to really figure out how do you get work done
1: yeah it's a master's it's an ma Yeah, it's an MA and it's not an MSc. And we, those people who know Maven, um, we talk a lot about artful practice. You've written a pamphlet with Rob from Chichester Mm. on artful practice. Is that why we've gone down the MA route? Um, Well, to a certain
2: extent, it's slightly arbitrary. It depends (laughs) what the university that you're linked to tends to use as their master's level track and clearly when you've got something like od well then one of the key debates in od is dialogic versus diagnostic you know is it an art or a science well we we would call it a craft wouldn't we yeah. um and what you're doing is learning a craft uh, it's a master's level qualification which an msc is as well it's level seven which is actually the thing that people look at yeah um and it's giving you a level of professional recognition
1: yeah, had, had we been working with a different partner, they may, have, they may have pushed more down the MSc role, but I do think there's, there's a nice synergy with the way in which we practice, it may have been, and the way in which yeah. we work with our clients. Yeah.
2: What I would move towards, and this is a whole question in the field of organisational change practice, is that it's an inquiry-based programme, mm. Um so, inquiry in art or in science, it doesn't really matter. What matters is the nature and quality of the inquiry. Um, and the inquiry is about both my own internal learning and, and self awareness and reflexivity, but it's also about the difference I make in the world. Mm. Mm. Um, so, again, I keep coming back to that craft word, you know, so yeah. making a difference in the service of learning and vice versa learning about myself and learning about the nature of change so if you look at the detail of the program the program takes you through a question-based approach an inquiry-based approach to your own practice mm-hmm. through the lenses of mapping the field doing a practical piece of project work in a in a real organization which will be one of our clients probably mm-hmm. in, the, in the third sector or in the NGO sector which you know, is a contribution to the world, yeah. Um, which is important in this in this day and age, um, when we've got the planet to save, and then we look at, at at your inquiry through the lens of groups and teams and team dynamics, which is an ongoing, kind of huge level of skill in change process, a facilitation type skill, and then we look at the future of organizing and organizations. Mm. Uh, and then you do a dissertation, and your dissertation is also inquiry-based. It's your question that takes you through all the way to the dissertation. So, all of that amounts to, a, you know, curiosity um, rather than a clear answer. It's all about the nature of the question we're asking.
1: Um, yeah. And what what are the what are the insights? What are the findings about you and the world you're in right now? It's contextual
2: and it's um, and it's a having done change so you don't just do change at the end of it you're yeah. doing it all the way through you're delivering real useful stuff for both for yourself and for your organisation and for a client an ngo client mm-hmm. organisation that we might help you have and supply in the, in module 2 and and so on so it's a make a difference programme
1: really uh, yeah yeah and it's it's action research based that 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 classic action research um perspective taking around first person second person third person me us and the us might be us in our practice-based learning group it might be us in the whole community of of practice on the program it might be us your team that you're working with us us the team of the client you're working with but then there's that wider world application so what is it saying about the wider world the the organization i'm part of the sector i'm part of um the and field of, of od and
2: coming back to that community point that we started with you, you get a huge amount of support from tutors you know from the faculty mostly through the process of the action learning practice-based learning as we call it
1: kind yeah.
2: of set up which is a, a small group which, which is you know, to use the phrase that we wrote a paper on is a safe place to stay sharp mm. you also have the support of your peers in that process which is really really important Mm. and so that's part of the community and then we've got this extended community of the maven community through the events and the programs that we run and then you've got the university community as well and the client communities that you'll be involved in so you're you're in this kind of network through the program which you know holds you and supports you and challenges you in a in a, in a really useful way through practice so it's, it's more about practice than theory And the theory comes through really how you apply yourself in the practice.
1: Well, and I think the theory is in service of so that you know you don't know what you don't know, you don't know what you haven't read. As a community and as faculty, we help people find the things that are useful in service of their question, in service of their inquiry, in service of the work they're seeking to do, giving them alternative perspectives, allowing them to critique their own practice, in service of collective
2: practice
1: yeah Yeah. so yeah so i think i think there's something around how we work with theory and how we create our own theories of practice yeah yeah yeah
2: the very skills and qualities that you need in order to get a level seven program which is essentially around critical reflection critical practice uh critical thinking the ability to kind of think around a problem and through uh, a, a complexity of that into something useful on the ground is precisely the experience that people the skill that people need to develop through the experience
1: mm.
2: so so the reason for doing a masters is both because of what it gets you you know at the end but it's also through the the actual experience of doing it and the usefulness of the skills that you develop in doing it for your practice in Mm -hmm. change in organizations
1: yeah but and there is kudos in that and a lot of employers look for it there's a certain point from a professional perspective where you expect your yeah to be to be recognized through some kind of um accreditation process and the masters gives people that
2: yeah and no it does have a level of professional recognition about it But actually, what we find is that there are quite a few people who apply and who are interested even in our in-house master's level programmes who've already got a master's, they've already got an MBA or or something like that. But because of the paradigm of the programme is very different. It's Mm. much more about how we show up in our practice in change, that people are quite happy with the idea of doing it for the process of doing it rather than just getting a level of qualification. And of course... Because we're mapped to the CIPD and accredited by the CIPD as well as others, it does actually have that level of professional recognition in the relevant field of HR and and personnel and development.
1: Mm. I think for leaders, it's really interesting that fourth module about the future of organisations. We're calling it the future of organisations, but we're also talking about the future of organising. Yeah. you know, How is your work in the organisation you lead or the part that you lead? already changed in the last couple of years the impact of external events on your organization I mean and I don't just mean the pandemic there's a huge amount of different external pressures on organizations and how will it need to continue to change
2: and 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 what's
1: your role in that
2: we're very excited by that module because in a way the it strikes us that post-covid or hopefully post-covid coming out of the covid world there's a kind of a paucity of creative thinking about how employers respond to the different expectations now of, of uh, people who work in organizations. You know, their their lack of willingness to go back on the commute on the five-day commute.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, the the what's called in a very narrow terms, work-life balance and and all of that kind of thing. There is there needs to be a much more kind of creative inquiry into how people will be working in future. And we know that also from the the Gen Z um, kind of expectations who have a very different sense of a deal between them and and their employer, as I know myself, when with two Gen Z children. So it it is actually something we're very excited by is to kind of have a space in the programme for people to inquire into that, not just by talking about it, but by having a go. Mm. designing. The, and a future way of organising that can be immediately applicable to their to their organisational practice. Mm. There's some practical questions, aren't there, around funding and the, the learning environment and how we work with that. Should we, should we have a look at some of those?
1: Practical questions. Um, how are we going to work this programme? <laughs> it's going to be a combination of face-to-face and online. Yeah. Um, so each module essentially each module is half, half a year. So we've got um, the first year creates the post-grad cert certificate, the second year is the postgraduate diploma and the third year um, is the time for writing dissertation. I think what's important to say about this, the reason I brought out those distinctions about PG cert, PG dip, full masters, is you, you might sign up for the whole masters from the start. That might be your clear goal in doing this you may just sign up for the first year. Yeah. So we're offering this as a um, a bit of a hop on, hop off, if that's what you want.
0: So, yes.
1: you know, it might be life stage. It might be career stage. There might be a whole range of reasons why you have an ultimate aim to do a master's, but taking the whole thing on right now might not be for you. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, then that's fine. Join us for the first year and see where you are. Yeah. And- or, go on.
2: Well also it recognizes people's current career realities, which is that you, you know, people change jobs fairly frequently now, they move to different employers. You might only get funding from your first employer for guaranteed for the first year. Yeah. Then you might leave. So you might need to renegotiate that. And so yeah. you've got the option of continuing the masters at a later date. So, you know, that flexibility recognises the nature of the, the current world of work that people face okay. at the moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then within, so within that, each module, so roughly half a year, so each, each each year is made up of two modules, starts with a residential, which our plan is to be face-to-face. And then we have webinars, things like critical thinking, artful, critical writing. We have um, online community days, um, practice-based learning groups, so working in a, a learning set type environment. Um, those are, will all be online is again as yeah. our plan so again those are coming together for a, a shortish two hour period of time for a webinar or a day um, so it's cutting down on travel for people it's you know hopefully meaning it making it easier to again from a funding perspective you're not needing to do overnights travel those sorts right. of things but we do bring people together at the starts and ends of modules and we have some desk modules as well which will be residential which are from ntl for this first run of the yes. masters yeah um, so halfway through each year the pg cert it's the ntl strategic interventions module and for the second year it's the um human interaction lab the hi lab which is based on t group yeah um so those are residential and that's our plan <laughs> I think it's worth saying that um, we've worked necessarily. We've been doing all our development programs, including the ones that, that we mentioned earlier on, um, which were the you know existing postgrad certs and, and you know along these lines um, with existing clients. Other similar inquiry-based programs have been completely online where they've needed to be um, because of the pandemic, and we will work with circumstances as they change.
2: So, I mean, I think the key here is flexibility. We have a plan, which is to have a a good mix of face-to-face and virtual modules, Mm -hmm. minimizing travel. Um, We've got a great venue, which you can talk about in a minute for for the face-to-face work, as is essential in OD practice. We have a plan and also we're very flexible and adaptable and able to shift as Mm -hmm. we have been doing in our PG-Cert programs, so yeah.
1: yeah. And that plan might also involve hybrid points. Yeah. So most people can be in the room, but, you know, there's certain issues which mean we'll need to have a hybrid version of, of different elements of it. And we'll be experimenting together on that. So that's not just going to be our decision. This will be, you know, the community forms and then we work out how to work together. Yeah. Um, so, we, again, that's just like our client work, our, our practice with OD. We're
2: talking in Maven about everything being an experiment. Yeah. And everything is, in a sense, you know, We there's an expression we use, which is always beta, you know, which comes from the tech world, which is this idea of a beta test, you know, is is a test to see if something will fly and, you know, use good learning environments. Now, are beta tests, they're always evolving and changing and growing with a kind of core, stable kind of proposition in the middle of them, which for us is the inquiry process that people get into. Um so it's all grist to the mill, I suppose whatever happens is good learning for us as a community in terms of how the uh both how the program can function so that people get the most out of it, but also how we learn to adjust in a in a world of complexity, which is an you know, people in o d people in organizational development question
1: yeah absolutely absolutely and i think the one thing I wanted to say earlier about the inquiry process. It's, is I think, often when people think masters, they think research. There must be a research component to it. The inquiry, when we say inquiry, that's the research. So we, we, we use the phrase, um, I mean, not, not our phrase, um, but, uh, but living life is inquiry. Yes. Being a researcher in your own life. Yes. Um, being a researcher in your organisation. Yes. Um, you know, this, this all comes from, from action research. Yes. Um, so that's, that's our research orientation. Yeah. Um, and the research starts, well, I was about to say from day one. <laughs> day one, put, you know, for those who are already signed up, you know, day one has happened. You know, day one isn't the uh, 20th of April when first, we first meet at Lane End. Yeah. Those who have already joined the um, open mornings we've been having about this, and um, there's a couple more coming up. We are starting the conversations there about practice using an artful process. If you were drawing, you know, do, a, do a quick sketch of your practice. How is it now how do you want to develop it how is the masters part of developing it yeah the boundaries of of this learning process i think are very fluid yeah
2: Um, yeah which again reflects you know the future of organizations where we have to deal with a lot more fluidity in our in our experience should we talk a bit about the venue
1: yeah Lane End. There's some practical reasons why we chose Lane End. It's not far from London. It's uh, not far from Heathrow. People are coming in um, from the far ends of the UK, from outside the UK. Um, yeah, so we're near airport hubs, we're near rail hubs and it's got a very, it's a very nice setting, English countryside in Buckinghamshire. It's also become a bit of a home for all other OD programmes. Um, so we mentioned NTL earlier who are running residentials for us they use it for their programs already Tavistock use it for their programs so it's a name for the kind of if you're going to be doing a residential OD program Lane End's where you'll do it and I think one of the things that I really like when we spent some time there trying it out it can cater it caters for quite a lot of people at any one time but it's it's sort of in small small hubs there's about four or five parts to the building and four or five rest areas in each of those buildings and as well as the the rooms to work in and the breakout rooms and different you know spaces for the community to be together in all the different times of the day and and night that they'll be there so yeah it feels quite nurturing as a space um, for a community to start to find itself.
2: Yeah I think it's important for people to feel like they have a home for this process Mm -hmm. And of course, there's the online experience and the learning group and, and the uh, practice-based learning set and that kind of thing. But also that sense of a place that you come back to, that you return to from time to time to be, as well as to do. And yeah. uh, I think Lane End is good for that, you know, really appropriate for that and it's got
1: a good reputation in that sense. What else practically would be good? Finances. These think- things cost money. <laughs>
2: In relation to what we were talking about earlier, about the flexibility of the programme, I think there's similar flexibility about the money. Yeah. This programme for us is a contribution to the field of people and OD practice. Um, One of the articles that we'll be sharing on the programme at the start is a programme by Judy Marshall, who you mentioned in relation to Living Life as Inquiry, and Paul Tozzi, who was at Surrey University, where I did my postgrad diploma 30 years ago their paper is on the decline of inquiry-based master's programmes. And one of the reasons why Maven's choosing to do this is because we feel that kind of educational experience of an Mm inquiry-based master's level programme into people and organisational change, there there are far fewer of them than there used to be, Mm -hmm. Um, partly because of the pressure for universities to do much more kind of vocationally Kind of very instrumental type programs and programs that uh, get measured in certain ways and this program as we say is more of a craft than than, than a science so we'll be sharing that paper as part of the program but we'll, the reason why we're doing this is because we really think the field needs it and there's a demand for it and an interest in it and a, and a gap and mm-hmm. so We're not looking to make loads of money out of this. We won't be making loads of money out of this. We're doing it in order to make it accessible for people. So we have Mm -hmm. an active bursary programme. We have an active process of really matching the uh, ability for people to pay um, to the programme so that we've got a a good mix of people on the programme, not just people who can afford it. Um,
1: Employers can as well. Employers can,
2: absolutely that's by way of saying you know talk to us about what's possible what you can afford whether you can afford the first year or, or three years
1: and also how to pay you
2: know the- absolutely <laughs> in stage payments and making the the, the process as flexible and, the, and as accessible as possible
1: mm.
2: for a diverse range of people
1: yeah so the rates are on the prospectus. Um, we have a, a whole master's rate or the, you know, the buying in parts rate. But if you're, if you're looking at that and thinking, I'd love to do this programme and I'm really not sure my employer can stretch to it or between us, you know, or I can't stretch to it, um, just give us a shout, have a conversation. Let's, let's see what we can do. Um, the diversity of the community is really important to us. So if you didn't already know about this, or maybe you knew a little bit about it and that's whetted your appetite have a look at the prospectus, give us a shout, have a chat, join the open day and that process will continue. We start the first one in April but the process of having conversations about joining the Masters in the future or at a certain point is going to be continuing conversation. So yeah, look forward to continuing this conversation with whoever's listening. Thanks James. Thank you.